one listed. Love Talk Radio. For about uh, 30 seconds.
the entire – I didn't go anywhere Friday night. Um, I recorded Thursday night because I went out, out Thursday night and should have just stayed home Thursday night with – woo, but anyway, just another story. For we made day, one but, pick Friday. <laughs> okay. I, 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 well, I, I watched I watched Friday morning. I watched the whole draft, Friday, the first round, and I stayed home and watched the second and third round. And then I caught a good portion of Saturday afternoon. I didn't see the whole seven hours, but I caught a good portion of it. So, so um, all depends on which portion you caught. Yeah, <laughs> I caught I caught most of the pick. I mean, it was just you know, it was um, I was flicking channels too because I was I was watching. I don't even know what the hell else I was watching. But Were I you watching on ESPN or or NFL Network? I was watching ESPN. Yeah, ESPN. Once they get to once they get past the fifth round, they actually stop paying attention to who get drafted, <laughs> yeah. and they start having a bunch of other talks about who's well, already been also, drafted. I was also listening to DallasCowboys.com because they were covering the entire draft. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, when Dallas picked, they went into like crazy in-depth details on more than the TV, you know, going into on all their picks. So, you know, I was doing that as well. So I was, I was kind of all over the place, but, um, I, you know, you don't need to repeat the whole draft, but let's, 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 because I don't know, uh, who are, who of your, whatever, five, six, seven picks you guys had, who would you say are you most excited about for the Bears? Got to be the Iowa State running back, David Montgomery, man. That was our third-round pick. That's pretty much our prize of the draft. Third round, okay. Yep. Yeah. I was say if you – we only picked one – we only had one pick Friday, and we traded up to get him. We traded up from 87 to 73. I traded with the Patriots uh, to get him. Cost us a fourth-round pick for next year. And swap thirds, okay. and I think we gave up our we gave up our fifth, and we we received the Patriots six. So we drafted him, and I guess the only other notable pick after him would be the fourth round pick we took um, the uh, uh, Riley Ridley, Calvin uh, Calvin Ridley's brother, out of uh, out of Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Um. Damn, I had a question for you that I. Oh, so Kevin Montgomery, third round pick out of you say Iowa? David, yeah, David Montgomery out of Iowa State, yeah. Uh, David Montgomery, David Montgomery, oh, my, my bad. Um, yeah. did, you, did you, you know, did you know about him? Do you, you know, I, I you know, I'm not. I was. Guy, so. so I, uh, I would say because I knew running back was going to be our target, I was reading up on as many of them as I could. I was more excited about, you know, what I saw on Miles Sanders. I did, I did look at some of David Montgomery's film, but I had forgotten about him. When the draft came, because I was hoping <laughs> that Miles Sanders would drop, and when the Eagles took him in the second round, I was like, "Well, there goes that one." And then I knew about uh, things named Daryl Henderson from Memphis. I knew about him. I saw saw some of his highlights. Uh, got super fast. Um, but then uh, the Rams took him two picks prior to when Chicago picked. So uh, Chicago moved up, and they grabbed David Montgomery, and I started doing just a little bit more. Reading up on him, I say you know, really high character dude. Um, the most intriguing stat, which I did know, did not know, was they would track as a stat was 
the past two years as a running back, he led, you know, the, the college uh, in um, most forced missed tackles. Oh, okay. Yeah, he 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 doesn't go down easy. No, he got a little shake and bake to him. Yeah, very very know how to get out of tight spots really well. And they were really high on his character. You know, he pretty much motivated the program, the, the guys on the program to come in on Friday and Saturday and do workouts. And it just changed the whole culture of their program like the past two years. And they were able to get winning records. And win their, I think, won their bowl game this year. But fresh legs, so I'm, I'm excited. Okay. Okay. K-Star is on his way. He's coming. Um, all right. Well, I'm happy for you, sort of. I mean, we do got to play each other, so <laughs> I can't be all that happy. Um, but I'm happy for you, you know, a little bit, sort of. Um, <laughs> all right. We got K-Star with us, full crew. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Well, K-Star. Oh, K-Star. What's going on, K-Star? Lucky you had a good excuse, man. You're lucky. I wouldn't let you on if you didn't yeah. have an excuse, but you had a good excuse. Well, you're yeah. on toilet or something? That little girl. That little girl always comes to you. Uh, Matt, <laughs> I thought I was going to argue this time. She's supposed to be at 8.30, but. Right here, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should be writing Donald Trump a love letter. He was writing Donald Trump a love letter. That's really what he was doing. Anyway, oh, that's uh, probably good. Yeah, I, you know, I could buy that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, Where are we? What I miss? What I miss? What you missed is gone. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> nah, that's fine. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, so, uh, you know, the first thing I really want to talk about, which, you know, I'm sorry. I try really hard. I try really hard to not have to do what has been on TV a lot. But sometimes you can't help. Sometimes it, it just, it's, it, you can't not cover it because it's almost like uh, journalistic neglect. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost like, well, damn, how can you not? You know, it's kind of like when the Seahawks played the Patriots and the, in the Super Bowl and had the ball mm-hmm. for one and they, they threw it instead of running it with beast mode. Like, this, every show in the world had to talk about it. And it's, what, four years later, five years later, and people still talk about it? So there's certain mm-hmm. things that you just have to talk about. This here that I'm about to bring up, I have to talk about. And I'm curious, because none of us have talked draft since the draft. No, I, I haven't even talked to my brother yet, you know, so I don't even know where he's at on any of this. So we have to, this is all unscripted. Anybody out there listening in Madden Voice land, I don't know what these guys are going to say. They could agree with me. They could not agree with me. So, But I just have to put this out there. First thing, not really first thing, talk about Train's favorite pick. Got a, got a running back that I guess got a little, got a little, little something to him. We're going to have to deal with when, when uh, we play this year. But I'll deal with that another time. Um, <laughs> but I have to understand how the damn Giants get passing for Daniel Jones. I've watched Gettleman. I've watched all the pundits. I've watched the people that understand. I've watched the people that don't. And I'm still sitting here 
Thursday night, and I still can't get my hands around it. Daniel Jones, Duke, and they pass on Haskins. Someone help me. Now, if, if y'all, uh, if, if any of y'all understand this move and think it's a good move, and I don't want to no. be friends with the Manning fan. Fuck all that. Fuck all that. I don't. That don't mean shit. They ain't got nothing to do with what you're gonna do when you get out on the field. Okay. I got, I got, I got billionaire friends, and I got no money. So what's that mean? You know what I mean? So, so with that, it don't matter. I got a couple of dollars, but my point is, does any of you three? Astute football analyst, can y'all understand the Giants passing on Haskins and picking up Daniel Jones? I'll, I'll wait. Hell no. <clears throat> I will say, um, I will say I can understand it, but not so much from a. I think Haskins is better than Daniel Jones point of view because honestly I don't know I understand he comes from Ohio State do this from Duke you know people have their boards everybody is ranked differently in everybody's war room Um, I would just say I understand it that if that's your guy if you feel like that's your guy then you go get your guy with no regrets and I only say that because I know that's exactly how RGM operates he go and gets his guy with zero regrets because we got ridiculed pretty. But 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 but, but the question you said is the question. No, the the question you asked me, T, was, do I understand? I'm just explaining well, okay. you why I understand it, and that no, that's the I'm only right, reason right, I understand. Right. It. I don't understand it from a, from a football I, I perspective. Heard that logic, and I'm not directing yeah. this at you, but I've heard mm-hmm. that on TV, and I think it's stupid. And again, I'm not directing it at you. The question no. isn't that you like him, so go get him. The question is, why do you fucking like him over Haskins is the question. That's what I don't understand. Hey, you're... Okay, now that's a different question than what you than what you asked. Because now I'm saying is, I don't understand the pick. That's yeah. the question. I don't understand the pick. No, it's not a different question. I don't understand picking Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins. I don't see anything, anything do- on paper, on uh, statistically... On mechanically, I don't. It's not like these guys were that close. That's what I'm saying. Is I don't you, see it. You don't understand Can, the evaluation. I don't. Well, let I me ask. Let, let me ask this, because I don't. I, I I not that I get their their stats. Do you think Haskins was worth number six? Yeah. I think I think they should have. I think. They had a pick at six. They needed a quarterback, and if you need a quarterback at six, he was the guy to go get. That's what I think. And I think there might have been two other quarterbacks in the draft that you might have been able to say, okay, I mean, I don't know, you go get him at six, but I think they were rated still ahead of Daniel Jones. I think Right. I think Daniel Jones on the character side and all that good stuff is, is fine. I'm just talking about can this guy go out there and win you some games? I only, only heard one announcer say, and I can't even remember exactly because I was sitting here listening right after they made the pick because I knew it was a shocker. only heard one announcer say that 
somebody had uh, some rankings had Daniel Jones second after Kyler Murray, but not, not every ranking had. Yeah. What's the what's the process to get there? That's been my whole thing from the start, because I've seen I've seen Haskins play, and I thought he was good. Sometimes great, but I thought he was solid, very good quarterback. The film that I saw, or, or little bits that I've seen from from Daniel Jones, has been against lesser talent. And in college, as y'all know, there are certain teams where you can kind of just skate by and you'll still be all right. In the pros, you don't have a weekend off, and in the Big Ten, you really don't have a weekend off. And when you're you're comparing a quarterback from Duke versus a quarterback from Ohio State, all things relative, it's, it's no contest. If you go a step further and you start to look at the statistics, you start to look at the quality of opponent, it, the gap widens even further. I would have been all right if the Giants didn't take a quarterback at that pick and got an edge rusher or, or got an offensive lineman to show up that, that, that offensive line that they got because it's pretty porous. I would have been all right with that. If we're talking strictly quarterbacks, I would have taken Haskins. Or I would have even taken Drew Locke out of Missouri. I would have been okay with either one of those. But this guy has not shown that he has proven that he can compete at a high level. And he looked like a deer in headlight when he got up there. It just the whole thing about his his his, his demeanor, the 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 bit of film that, that they showed, none of that speaks to someone who's going to be the franchise quarterback because when you pick six, you're the franchise quarterback, period. I don't care what you say. But you how do you know how do you know Haskins definitely will be better? You know, because cause we because, talk about we talk no. about big school versus small school, but that doesn't always pan out. Like you end up finding yeah. the guy who from a small because a small school actually ends up guys, being the guy at the pro level. But I remember not, um, one. one out, let me, well, hold on, hold on, Trent. Let me answer. Let me answer that real quick. Number one, that doesn't happen more often than than it does happen. Number two, knowing that you have a rabid fan base in New York, you go with the same for the two picks because I tell you this, play devil's advocate. If Daniel Jones tanks. He's going to hear it. He being Gettleman and, and, and Mar, they're going to hear it. If they chose Haskin and he tanked, it wouldn't be so bad because everybody knows Haskin is better than Daniel Jones. I, I don't know. I, I, with any draft pick, with any draft pick, none of those guys have played in the NFL. But I get what you understand. I get where you're coming from as far as certain talent that you face in college, you know, uh, depending on which division you're in. And I understand SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, man, th- you know, those guys, their, their schedule is tough week in and week out. Uh, but I just think when you start to make the jumps to the pro, it's there's still a question mark on every single guy drafted. Yeah, but from one to 254. You can't see the future, so everybody's going to have a question mark. But at some point, you you got to play the, you gotta play the, 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 the numbers game. And the numbers game is going to tell you, based upon what's what's on tape, based upon statistics, based upon the level of play, based upon the quality of opponent, it's pointing to Haskins. That would have been the safe for the two picks. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's why you have a scouting department. Their job is to mitigate – every pick is a risk. The scouting department's job is to mitigate that risk and to increase your chances 
of being successful. You know, that's why you have your first-round pick and your seventh-round pick. That's why you can trade uh, a fifth and a seventh and get a third in return. You know, there's, there's ratings, there's gradings, there's, there's reasons for this. It matters. And so when you invest a sixth – now, let me be clear. As a Cowboy fan, I'm thrilled to death. I am thrilled to death <laughs> because my old-ass Eli is going to be in there. He's he done. And now you're bringing in this guy that I, I don't see much – you know, he, he – I mean, hey, maybe he'll surprise us all, but I ain't worried about him. So I'm thrilled as a Cowboy fan, but as a football guy, I'm confused. You know, and, and so it, it doesn't make sense to me. And if I'm a Giant fan and my, our, we have a cousin um, who's a huge Giant fan – and he posted Giants book. You know, I most of the Giants fans that I've connected with feel the same way. Like, they blew it. Like, where'd this pick come from? Like, what's going on here? So, you know, that's why I brought it up as to, yeah, there's no guarantees. And maybe the guy comes in and blows us all away and proves us all wrong. But, um, you know, we drafted Taco Charlton three years ago in the first round, and we drafted Demarcus Lawrence. Um, <laughs> see the difference? <laughs> Taco's going to be lucky to get a second contract in the NFL, and Lawrence just hit pay dirt. Both defensive ends, but there's a difference. Hey, sorry, you want to say something? Well, the, only th- yeah, the only thing I, I guess I would add is, well, two things. In regards to the school stuff, I don't think that's too big of a deal. I understand when you add up the totality of everything, you know, the statistics, um, the on-screen production, like, you know, in terms of the qualitative uh, analysis between the two. As far as the school stuff, to me, that's a little – that's not much of an argument. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger went to you University mean, of Miami. Of Miami, Miami of Ohio. I think it matters. Um, I think, I think it matters. No, I know. Hold on, hold on. I Hold on. I handled it piece by piece. What I said was just the school element, not too big of a factor, but the problem was the other things that were going against him the totality of it, which is, yeah, he didn't even play that great. You know, it's like he had massive, massive numbers. Um, but I think the part but wait a minute, that made on, it – Hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't make that statement and just keep going. I'm trying to understand what you're yeah, saying. The school element so, doesn't matter, but he didn't play that well, it, so it does matter? Well, what I'm saying is just on, standalone. If you look at school and say, okay, well, he went to small school, therefore it, because he didn't go to an Ohio State – that's a knock against him. I mean, that alone, I think, is a little murky, just from that independent standpoint. Because again, there there are guys who come from small schools and, and do very well, and there's some guys who come yeah, from big what, schools not okay, so much. Hold on, hold on, so hold on. First I'm of all, no one's saying I'm the out. only knock against him. Okay, but secondly, when I you know. make a statement like I'm that, that. But when you make a statement like that, the odds are. So do you want someone from Central Missouri, or do you want someone from Alabama? No, I get that. I, I understand the probability you know of it. The odds I mean, are factor that everything else Alabama. in. Well, that, but, I mean, that's what I'm saying is I, I don't get – the school does matter, though. I don't see anywhere in here where where they come from isn't relevant. That's why I'm trying to understand your, your point. It's not that it's not – it's not that it's not relevant. It's just not – there's not – there shouldn't be as much weight on it as there – is in mainstream in the way we look at it because we've seen we've seen guys still perform in the NFL that come from smaller schools. Like I said, Big Ben, ben went to freaking University of Miami of Ohio for God's sakes, a small 
small school. I mean, we've seen, you know, a lot of guys perform from smaller schools. So, I mean, I'm just K- saying K- that K-Star, alone you're still, isn't, isn't you're a huge deal. Yourself. You're still missing it. What, what T's trying to say, what I'm also trying to say is when when you come from a small school and, like you already said, he didn't play well, that that even that adds more credence to the fact that this was all wrong. Because I can go back with T remember Demarcus Ware coming out of Troy State. Small school in, in Bama. Look what he did. So but he played well. So that negates where he came from because I, at least he showed promise. This dude hasn't shown promise. I, I, I agree. That's from Duke and you got Haskins fifty touchdowns and eight picks from Ohio State. But uh that was one season. 53 and, and 28 came from, from three seasons. Plus he's at Duke. That that all goes together. Now, if you were to tell me he had 50 touchdowns and eight picks at Duke in the one season, then then I can understand your point. Now, now, now I can I can see where you're going. But because he didn't play well, very well and he's from a small school, makes it worse. Oh, well, I start off my statement by saying that, by acknowledging, but I'm just simply saying you only look at school. But, but you can't you – There's can't people who are just knocking him – you can't split that. I though. understand when, that. When you got I understand that. Say, well, you can't split it. Ooh. And I'm not. I made it. I made the distinction pretty clearly. I said, again, that if you could, if you play really well at a small school, it's not that big of a deal. But because he also played poorly from a small school, therefore, it actually lent itself more merit to him not panning out. But so, the most important point for the Giants. Hold on, real quick. The most important thing, though, with the Giants, the biggest issue I have with their pick is the fact that they could have traded down to get him. Like, they they didn't unlock any sort of value from the sixth spot. Um, if they were going to select Daniel Jones, they could have traded down, acquired a couple more picks, and made that made that selection later on in the draft and would have been much more reasonable. Not Maybe late I first, early so, second. So, so Gettleman so is a moron. <laughs> so, I'll say, I'll say, he so, I, I hadn't, I never looked at these guys' stats until uh, Voice of Reason started talking a few seconds ago. And oh my God, <laughs> um, this is funny. <laughs> is it that bad? Dude, I haven't seen him either. It, it really is. It really is that bad. The difference between the two. Oh, it's double the amount Thank of you. touchdowns. It's double the amount of touchdowns. One less of interception and almost almost double the yards that that he's strong oh, along with being thirteen and one. Versus, they don't even show this guy's record of of what it was. I will say this: probably trash. Um, I do. I so I felt like I heard when I heard the conversation on Thursday. I felt like they were arguing the same thing. They were arguing two different things with the same question. If you ask me whether that guy was worth the sixth pick, I would tell you nope. There was a ton of other really good football players that he could have been taken. But if you ask me if the Giants, if they really Felt they wanted their guy, and they had with their second first round pick. I would say it's less of a backlash if you take them with that pick than you take them with number six, and you got all these other cats on the board who are really good football players, and you got holes everywhere. That's why they except running back. Because I tell you this, I just went on ESPN and I'm looking at the overall ranking grade. So Kyle Murray is ranked ninth overall. Bozo's ranked number one overall. You got Quinn Williams number two overall. You got uh, the the reach from Oklahoma or from uh, uh, Oakland getting Farrell. He was ranked twenty one. You got uh, Devin White overall ranked four. 
Then at the yeah, that boy's the beast. Daniel Jones, overall rank fifty damn nine. Are you shitting me? <laughs> and then the next one, the, the pick that they should have gotten was Josh Allen because that boy's a bad boy. He was ranked overall number five with an overall grade of seven. Bush, Daniel Jones, seven Bush rank. Say what? What was Devin Bush on that list? Devin Bush. Devin Bush, his overall rank was number eight. That was a good pick, by with the way. A, with a grade of 91. I, that was a hell of a I do, pick. I, oh, dude, I, I, I was so I, excited. I do have to give credit where credit is due, and your Steelers, was, your Steelers did good moving up to grab that boy. That's a bad boy. Hell of a pick. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Especially since you got that whole steal of the draft. I ain't going to lie. Oh, yes, I'm so excited. Being, you know, um, you know, that hole that Shay did. Glad that he, you know, jumping over boxes and, and you know, hopefully, I, I mean, I think thought of him ever playing football again is, is not going to happen. But if he can at least live a yeah. normal life, you know, enjoy his family and all of that, then that's good for him. Happy about that. Yep. But, um, yep. So that, that hole right there, yeah, boy, that was a good one. That was a good oh, one. yes. Yeah, check that box. But, but see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. This is the difference between DMs who understand the game of football and who seemingly have no clue, at least on, on draft day anyway. I'll just, I just say draft day because that's a, a, a hole that the Giants need to fill themselves, and they let that one go. There were several different holes that they need to fill aside from quarterback, and that's what I keep jumping to. If you're going to pick a quarterback at number six and you're going to choose one, choose the best one available, not the one that's 59th ranked overall. But crying out loud, let me go to Haskins real quick. His overall rank, uh, he was picked 15. His overall rank 12. 15. 15. Oh, I see. 15. What are you looking at, man? I'm trying to find what you're looking at, but I can't I'm, find I'm on, it. I'm on, ES, I'm on ESPN. Everybody's oh, okay. going to be probably within the same general area. Same area, though. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm making the, the difference between 59th overall and 15th overall. Okay. And then go a step further, look at the body of work behind it. The point that really validates why this pick is, in my opinion, a terrible pick for the Giants. And, hey, I don't know Daniel Jones from Aunt Jemima, okay? I I don't – well, okay, I don't wish him good luck because he's on the Giants. So I want him to be terrible. But, you know, as a football person, hey, man, if you turn out to be good, then good for you. But Jay just laid it out perfectly. When you look at what the Steelers did, moving up to go get a guy that was ranked overall eighth in the draft, and they went up to get him, versus the Giants, who took the pick at six <laughs> to get someone who's the 59th pick, or 59th rated player in the draft, that they could have almost certainly got with a later pick in the first or second round. The Giants and the Eagles, we picked at 59 or 58, 58. It was 58. That was our first pick. The Giants and the Eagles both had three picks each before the Cowboys had their first pick. Now, let that sink in for a minute. They had three picks. Now, we had Amari Cooper. So that's really our first-round pick, and I'm okay with that. But still, yeah. and you go with your number six pick, number six, and you go get Daniel Jones, and y'all just saw the stats and saw the lack of production. It just doesn't, you know, it just, it doesn't. And it's everything. It's the small school, it's the bad competition, and it's the poor play yeah. from the bad school. You know, maybe they thought they were in basketball and they saw Duke and they thought it was basketball. <laughs> and I, oh, yeah, go get him. I don't know. I, I don't know. 
Maybe they thought they were the Knicks or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, all right. Good conversation. Good conversation. Um, and we already talked that on the Haskins. I actually laughed at Haskins when he kind of shook his head and he, he was very <laughs> annoyed that the Giants didn't uh, yeah. take. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't happy. At all. That was a nice response. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, but the good thing is he'll have two chances out the year to prove that they took the wrong guy. Yep. This is, dude. This story yeah. is gonna last for a long time. And, and, and better yet, it's always gonna be a Daniel Jones versus Dwayne Haskins for the next potentially ten, fifteen years. It's always gonna be that. Yep. Same hey, thing. Well, 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 well. la- yeah. If it lasts let's that long. See, let's, let's see. Let's see because. <laughs> We don't know what's going to happen with Daniel Jones. Well, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with either one, but they're always going to be tied together. That's my point. My my money would be more on Haskins settling in as a starter, at least for the first couple of years, and then we'll see what happens. Because I don't give any quarterback more than I'll give you one or two-year grace period coming into the NFL, and let's see what you got. And then after that, hey, (laughs) you know, quarterback is the toughest position to transition into, into the NFL. Some say cornerback, but. From my money, it's quarterback, not cornerback. Oh, um, definitely quarterback at all. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. All I know is that he's going to look at that schedule and he's going to do what, what uh, Inspector Ty said to Eddie Murphy, I'm going to fry in your ass in the dog meat. All well, right. the problem right. is, though, he got an attitude. <laughs> he's going to try to take that out on everybody, not just the Giants. Yep. You know, they just going to get a little bit more. Off. Yeah, he's going to try to take it out on everybody. So we got to deal with this cat, too, twice a year. Yeah, I know. I know, but he see that, that blue. He see big blue. He's going to see red. Well, we do got some pass rushers. So, um, so you know, he better. And he, 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 could, he can move, but he can't move like that. He can't. He, he ain't, you know, he ain't RG3. So he got a little mobility, no. but he ain't all that. So he better be careful. Gonna find himself. Yeah, he learned. He'll learn quick to get rid of the ball because the speed of the game, obviously, going from pro from college to pro, is gonna be a whole lot different. But he's got enough mobility where I think he can get rid of the ball and hopefully reduce his sack total. Dan Daniel Jones, he looked like a statue back day. He looked like Eli Manning. Size well, he, throws the ball. No, he literally looks like him too. Good friends with yes. the Manning family. So yes. It looked like anyway, we've already spent enough time on we spent enough time on uh you know Daniel Jones. I, I feel like he's like, we should be singing the Davy Crockett song. Daniel Daniel Jones, King of the Wild Frontier. Anyway, um, so <laughs> uh, Murray goes number one. Not a shocker. Um, I did say Rosen was gone. Did not did I not not did not trying to you know be the omniscient one. But he's gone. Yeah, that was a move they had to make. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 if you go get Murray, Rosen got to go. Was that? Yeah, I wasn't yep. surprised. Yep. I wasn't surprised yeah, not, by it. No, not at all. Now, I, I, when, when the pick came through, I said, okay, you know, just wait. Hang tight. Rosen's going to get traded. It's not yeah, it's going to happen. Now, I, here's the question. question I have, though. What'd you guys think of this video, though? What'd you think of this video? Cause, I think you cause... shut the hell up and play football, personally. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little long. That's just me. 
no right. one cares. You know, I get t- you know, I get tired of everybody lying, man. I, I you know, thank you organization for everything you did for me. Dude, they drafted you and shipped you out the first to, first chance hey, they hey, had. And hey, hey, dude, I did one year. That's the thing, man. It one year. One year. Hey, one year. Hey, ten. You were there for jail. So one year. I've known Dr. Train longer than both y'all have, okay? Dr. Train and I go back probably about 13, 14 years, okay? And we used to, you, I used to be riding up and down the highway talking to him, talking football with him. And Dr. Train has changed. <laughs> he has changed. Because <laughs> he used to be the, yeah, well, you know, I understand. You know, yeah, you know, it makes sense. And they got to understand how things happen. They, you know, sometimes things, you know, it's okay. You know, he was like this. this yeah, he's like, guys, I train now. I ain't never met him yet, but I talked to him on the phone. I feel like I know him. He's a nice guy. He's just a nice person. Did y'all hear what he just said? Shut the hell up. <laughs> I mean, it's well, not buying him. It doesn't buy you anything to put out that video. Like, no one cares. <laughs> Absolutely nobody. And then the, the lying-ass GM that sent you away, yeah, we, we really like Rosen. You, really, you did? We can't tell. <laughs> we cannot tell that you really liked him. We can tell that you really did not want him as your quarterback. That's what we can tell. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, like I, I got to tell you, I saw the video, and I felt bad that I had this reaction because there were so many people that gave him props. And I'm the one kind of where Dr. Train is like, shut your mouth. You, you just got traded, dude. Like, why are you kissing butt? They they dropped you. They dropped you like 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 fucking yesterday's dirty underwear. And you over there, well I wanna thank you. Well thank them for fucking what? For what? That signing yeah. bonus. Then he should have just said that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't be around the bush. Thank you guys for the signing bonus and paying me half my over half my salary for the next season as I will be playing for the Miami Dawsons. I appreciate it. Hope to see yeah. you down the road. <laughs> Tell us how you hey, really like feel, this. man. Hey, <laughs> like you got traded from Phoenix to uh, South Beach. How do you feel? Well, I can go from 100-degree weather, dry desert in Phoenix to South Beach with um, bikinis, Beaches and bays. Oh yeah, I'm upset about that. Uh, I'm out of here. Bye. Quarterback <laughs> <laughs> for the Miami Dolphins, brother. Twenty-three years old, brother. You got the world in your hand right now. The hell with Arizona. Man, Same what? Fire coach after one year. The hell with that team. Waste your time. Like, oh, Tyler, I got a two-bedroom suite that's uh, available. Man, shut up. That's some bear. <laughs> and, and I heard Stephen A. today on this topic. I will have you guys know my agenda was all done, and then half the stuff I put on my agenda was on first tape today. So I'm like, I, I, I can't win, but whatever, including this topic that was on first tape today. Um, Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams. Oh, my God. Rookie. <laughs> uh, uh, cornerback Ellis U to the Browns, mm-hmm. and he says the Browns mm-hmm. are going to the Super Bowl. 
So and in all fairness, because I do want to, I do want to be fair, and I don't want anybody accusing me of stealing, because I don't do that. But Stephen A. blasted him today for it, and Ryan Clark, who used to play for LSU and knows Greedy personally, kind of defended him. So there was kind of point counterpoint on that today on first date. But this ain't first date. This is the Madden voice. Um, um, fellas, who wants to go first on this rookie coming in? First of all, I guess let me let me do it this way. Is anybody okay? I'm, I'm looking more at K-Star on this one. Because K-Star comes from that Madden world where y'all have, like, that swag and y'all be doing all that capping. And so this is kind of typical of the, of the Madden player. So I'm kind of looking at K-Star wondering how he feels about this. So I'm asking, though, generally, does anybody – is anybody okay with this? I, I could care less about it. Because there's always going to be one rookie at the bunch that's going to be talking about my team's going to the Super Bowl. Seems to happen every single year. So one of the veterans will probably take him aside and say, look, partner, you need to shut the hell up. It's a business now, so you can save all that rah-rah stuff for later. But I just take it with a grain of salt. I don't even really pay attention to it. Okay. Um, well, what, what, we, what we did here was that um, – the passing game coordinator apparently told Ryan Clark that someone was going to sit down with him and kind of have a discussion on, you know, what's expected. So that's that's what we heard. So I, I didn't even hear that part, but it doesn't surprise me. Okay. Um, anybody want to take him to task on what he said? Jay said he don't really mind. You know, ain't no big deal. K-Star. I mean, can they even win the division first? I mean, they haven't done that in, God, Jesus. I don't really know when the last time they've done that. It's been such a long time. Um, now, I definitely have, a, have great talent. They're like, We've seen teams before have a collection of, of talent individually, but collectively it not work out. I mean, the Eagles are a team that come to mind, I believe, like in 2007 or eight, when someone called themselves the dream team. I forget who did that. Um, so, I mean, we see we see teams before that have a lot of talent that just, again, doesn't play well collectively. I mean, this dude's a rookie. Um, you know, I, it, it's fine. He can say that, but they're not in favor to win the division under under uh, according to Vegas in many many places. So I mean, you kind of have to kind of have to get the playoffs and win the division first before you talk about winning the Super Bowl, bro. I mean, I get the swag and everything. That's fine. I'm all right with it, but it seems a little silly when you consider the team's you know recent history and, and the fact they haven't done anything yet. I mean, Baker Mayfield was an awesome rookie, but it doesn't translate immediately to. Uh, you know, success his second year. It still has to be proven, you know. And, I mean, this guy's improved himself on the field. He's a rookie. Um, so we'll see how the parts come together. But it just seems a little premature. It's a little premature. Devin Bush is going to be out lurking around the middle of the field. So, I mean, chill, bro. I know you ain't got to deal with him, but still. Man, you can put it a little simpler than that, man. You haven't played one single snap in the NFL. Yep. Shut your front door. <laughs> yeah, you might I mean, not I mean, even make it to the field. Just shut your front door. You know what I'm saying? Just wait. I mean, I mean, 
I don't have the words, but I found <laughs> the words. I found the words. I don't have them, but I found them. I found no, no, no. You, you don't want me to go much further. Go right ahead. Ask the question. Vernon, Vernon just, uh, it was something that I told everybody at the very beginning of the week. I will not tolerate um, players that think it's about them when it's about the team. And um, we cannot make we cannot make decisions that cost the team and then come off the sideline and it's nonchalant. No. You know what? I, I, this is how I believe, okay? I'm from the old school. I believe this. I would rather play with ten people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else rather than play with eleven when I know that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. It is more about them than it is about the team. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Yeah. Um, he's got to understand that, you, you know, you, dude, you can't put that kind of pressure on your team that has absolutely no history of performing in this manner. When the Patriots players don't come out and say, we're going to win the Super Bowl, then nobody else in the NFL should be saying it. Because they're the only team that they can say that anybody, the kicker come out and say it. And all you can say is, okay, all right. <laughs> all right, we're going to sit over here and T shut our mouths. Because you can't no. just do it again, right? They're the only team that has earned the right to brag, and they don't because Belichick, you're cut. So if they're not doing it, dude, you don't walk into this league like that. I mean, prime time, Deion Sanders had about as much swag as anybody in the history of pro football, if not True. pro sports. But you never heard him. He always talked about what he was going to do. Exactly. I'm going to lock down half the field. Go ahead and try to throw up me and watch what happens. He never said, oh, my team's going to the Super Bowl or, you know, that other team sucks. That's not the trash talk primetime did. Primetime just talked braggadocious about what he can do because guess what? He did it. <laughs> Talked about it and then went out there and did it. Like, like I'm going to put more pressure on me. This dude and the thing is, he, 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 he hasn't even met his fucking teammates. Mendenhall or was somebody that came in was talking and running his mouth. He was going to run over 
um, oh god, I can't remember his name. He's gonna run over um, Ray Lewis, and Ray Lewis broke his oh, damn yeah. shoulder bone. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, he yeah. got he yeah. got humble quick. Yeah. So he got, yeah, he yeah, got another guy. Quick. We had. Do you guys do you guys remember Anthony Smith? Uh, like a first-year safety for the Steelers talking trash, saying they're going to guarantee a win against the Patriots. This was 2007, or maybe it was 2008, when they still had Randy Moss and Tom Brady talked, oh, my God, we got absolutely annihilated. And um, it was just, he was like an idiot. Like, they they got exploited. Brady literally targeted him the entire game, went after him, and he ended up with his foot in his mouth because he was talking stupid. And, like, these, these are grown men in the NFL. They don't like that. I mean, they just don't play that. And, yeah, and you'll learn. You see it all the time. It doesn't, it doesn't usually end well. There's so many examples of when you speak and talk unnecessarily. What's the quarterback that said, we're going to take the ball and win in overtime and throw the pick? Hasselbeck. There you go. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. You know, there's so many examples <laughs> of making an ass out of yourself. Then just, you know, do something first. Hey, I'm a firm believer. If you can back it up, run your mouth. But but do something first. Go out there and show that you're the next coming of Pine Sign. Show that you're the next coming of a, of a you know Richard Sherman in his prime, or you know you know a top cornerback. Go out there and show something. You know, go out there in your first five games and get three picks and three passes defended and have no passes completed on you beyond five yards and have the league look and say, Wow, who is this guy? You know, but to just come out of the draft running them, yeah, yeah. Um, another interesting pick, back to quarterbacks. Um, curious your thoughts on this one. Panthers selected uh, West Virginia University quarterback Will Greer in the third round. And, you know, we had a lengthy discussion about quarterbacks a little while ago. Um, they went to get this guy in the third round, and you know, uh, rounds one through four, if you're getting a quarterback. There's a good chance that that guy look at, could get some field time sooner than later. You know, if you're getting one later in the draft, then you're saying, okay, he's a work in progress. And I'm not saying one through four automatically mean that they're going to play. We, we, all, you know, we've seen Aaron Rodgers and different quarterbacks sit. We've seen that, but I'm just saying we've also seen a number of one through fours that sooner than later became starting quarterbacks. So I'm just wondering, are the Panthers, because listen, let's just call it like it is. And I've been his biggest critic and rightfully so, but Cam Newton has not lived up to the rookie season Cam that K-Star had going into the Hall of Fame. He just hasn't. Okay. And he had the big smile and all of the awards and accolades and the national championship and all of that, and he had a great rookie year. And um, and he won he MVP. And he won MVP, and they they went to a Super Bowl. And after that, yep. Was it solid? But since then, last three, four years, hasn't been that Cam Newton. And I'm I don't want to hear he was injured. Because if you're injured and you can't play, then you then you don't play and you go get your injury fixed so then you can come back and play, especially a quarterback. So that doesn't hold any weight to me. You know, you, you need to be thinking, I want to play 10, 
give up a year to get surgery, rehab, and come back, then I can come back and play for 10 more years. So whatever it is, he hasn't been Cam that we saw first couple years. So are the Panthers sending a message here? Is Cam in trouble? Do, do Is there more? You know, is Cam maybe not going to be back in time? And maybe this guy is going to be the guy that at least starts the season? I mean, what do you guys think about the Panthers and the third-round quarterback? Insurance policy. That's how I look at it. Yep. There's when you have when you have a shoulder operation and and uh, one that's chronic, we can always go to Andrew Luck see how long it took for him to come back. And um, it seems like and I haven't gotten into all the details, but it seems like it's it's similar. And um, when once you have that operation, you're not the same. It's going to take some time. So I could see it as an insurance policy getting Greer. Now the pick itself, I'm not 100% sold on it because I saw Greer play. And he was inconsistent. There were certain games he looked well, certain games he didn't look well. So I'm not sure about the overall player. I would have probably taken Stidham myself because I watched Auburn play, and I saw how well he played. I, th- I thought he was a better quarterback overall than Greer. But I could see them going for a quarterback just to make sure they've got somebody in the pivot because you don't know how he's going to heal uh, with that shoulder surgery. Okay. K-Star, Cam's your guy. What you think? Uh, yeah, it seems to be related to um, – I know he had shul- shoulder surgery, and I think it's just more or less insurance. Their backup situation didn't do so well last year. Um, I can't even reference the backups that they had uh, last year. Frankly, they were so ineffective at quarterback when they did fill in. Um but I'm not going to, you know, I don't think it's something to re- overreact to. I mean, the Steelers last year drafted Mason Rudolph, a quarterback, in the third round. Um, some some teams take shots. I mean, we've seen the Patriots do it before. Teams, you know, taking players in the third, fourth round at quarterback. Um, the Saints did that as well a couple years back. So I'm not going to overreact to it, but it's something to monitor Cam's injury and status going into the year. Um, hopefully his, his shoulder's better than – uh, potentially advertised by this selection by the Panthers. Okay. Now we got to overreact to it, but I, I do think there's a reason they went third round. Um, insurance is a good way to look at it. I, I think that the message here um, is probably leaning towards Cam may not be ready to start the season and look for this yeah. guy to get, you know, to be the, to be, taking the first team snap, be getting a lot of reps in preseason, and be ready to go game one. I'm not saying Cam lost his job. I'm not, I'm not crazy. Now, I know I've said some things about Tom Brady, and I stand by them. Now, Cam ain't lost his job. Cam's healthy. Cam's starting at starting quarterback. But I have a feeling that the rehab is probably going to take longer than they thought, and um, this guy, they're going to get this guy ready to play. Now, what would be interesting, and I know this is early, so – you know, I, I, I don't want to – I agree with K-Star. I don't want to overreact. We're a long way off from September. But it would be interesting if Cam can't – I mean, I I can say this. Jason can say this because we dealt with this in Dallas. Our starting quarterback was hurt, and then our fourth-round rookie came in and they kept winning <laughs> and never lost the job. <laughs> um, you know, so it would be interesting – if this guy can go in and win some games, 
So I know we're way away from that, so let's see what happens. But just just giving us something to monitor through the off season. Let's see what happens. You know, where, you know when they you know they volunteer uh, tra- training camps and all of that, and you know workouts and OTAs and all that stuff. Where's camp? Camp still rehabbing. Okay. You know, training camp start. Where's camp? Camp still rehabbing. Okay. The preseason games. Where's camp? Oh, camp's on the sideline and playing. Okay. You know, let's just keep an eye on it and see. And then let's see how this guy plays. It will be very interesting. So, um, I I, I want to get K Star's thoughts on Tomlin's choice of words and referring to Brown and Bell being gone as kind of a cleansing of the locker room. How did you feel about that? Star. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I hear you now. All right. I fell off the map. Good. I had to think about that one. So, no, I enjoyed it. It made me happy because Antonio Brown has absolutely been a team. Well, we've seen what Antonio Brown team has turned into lately. Yeah, you, you could call him that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously Antonio Brown. He he infused a lot of toxicity into the locker room. I mean, Le'Veon, not so much. I mean, Le'Veon was gone through all of last year. Uh, I think it probably was more directed towards towards Antonio Brown. Um, and I agree that luckily uh, we 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 purged some of some of that you know some of that stuff away because he. I mean, the dude quit on the team. Like that's literally what happened. You know, week seventeen last season. So. Was well deserved. Okay. Do either JB or K Star or I'm uh, sorry, or Train have any problems with with Mike Tomlin's comments? Um, I don't have an issue with it. Um, I agree with it in, in terms of both players, uh, simply because at the end of the day, they were both they were both distractions. Um, whether they be good or bad, whether it be contract or just miscellaneous conduct um now maybe they can refocus so okay i think that's where he's coming from all right jb yeah i i can get with that i just i'm not sure if i would have used that kind of a phrase because we still don't really know for sure if that locker room is united because Bell seemed to have a bit of a problem with obviously the, the money, but I'm not sure if he was 100% sold on Roethlisberger, and and uh, we already know how AB felt about him. So, and, and now you got AB and Juju going back and forth. So I don't know. It, right it, by saying that makes it seem as though everything is all hunky dory now. And what happens if the locker room is still out of control, still out of sorts? Now it goes directly back to Tomlinson or um, to Tomlin because he says the locker room has been cleansed now. So I, I take it so, as he so probably should use those words. So the question is, do you have a problem with his comments? A, a little bit, a little bit for the reasons that I mentioned because I think he could have worded it a little bit differently. Okay, I got a huge Man, he's, problem. He's with human, bro. Y'all, 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 wait a minute. Hold oh on. no. Y'all being too nice. Y'all being too nice. Okay, first of all, first of all, when 
where Antonio Brown is videotaping, FaceTiming while you're in the locker room talking, what did you do to handle that? What did you do to handle all of his antics on the sideline? And then he decides that he wants to be traded. And you're saying, you cleanse? You didn't cleanse shit. He said, trade me. Le'Veon Bell said, sign me to a long-term deal or I'm not going to play. These dudes made the decision, not you, Tomlin. So what the hell are you talking about? Where was all this macho talk when they were on your team? I got a huge problem with it. He needed, he got to show and prove now because you have no excuses left. If you're going to blame them, I don't blame them. You're the fucking head coach. It's your team, bro. You have, you have two people, arguably the best in their position, and they <laughs> said, we're out of here. And you're going to say, oh, we, we, you know, we did a cleansing of the locker room, so to speak. No, you didn't. You know who did a cleansing? The Giants when they got rid of Beckham. That's a cleansing. We didn't see that coming. Beckham, no one, Beckham just got an extension a year ago, and he's gone. He wasn't demanded to be traded. He, he didn't step up and say, I want, I want out of here. Now nah, he's talking all this shit now that he was traded. Now nah, he's running his mouth. But he wasn't talking about wanting to leave New York before. They shipped him out because he was a problem. But none of y'all was talking. matter of fact, your owner sat down with Antonio Brown to see if you could work something out. And he said, nah, I'm good. I'm out of here. So now you want to act like, oh, yeah, we did what we needed. No, you didn't. You didn't do nothing. I love, hey, listen, up until this year, I've loved Mike Tomlin. We've all talked about him as an incredible head coach. And I'm not saying anything long-term bad. I think he's a good coach. And, you know, but. He's never had a losing season. You're right. Yeah, 65% of his games, you know, I mean, he's, he's a good, solid head coach, probably a top five head coach in the game. Okay. But that said, there's some, there's some heat on his seat this year. So, because so T, I'm trying to understand. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand uh, why you um so animated right now about, about what he said, because it sounds like. Because you had the guys on your team. You didn't handle it as the head coach. Now they're gone. Now you want to say we cleansed it. They're gone because they wanted to go. That's why they're gone. But it's, Brown, Brown said, trade me. Bell said, if you're not going to sign me to a long-term deal, I'm not signing a franchise tag. Trade me. They're the ones that pushed the envelope, and now they're out. So you can't act like this was your doing. We, we, we had a cleansing of the locker room. No, you didn't. Your owner sat down with Antonio Brown. Can you start correct me if I'm wrong? This is your team. Your owner, the Rooney, sat down with Brown before the trade to see if there was anything that they can do to, to work something out. So, so was said, there more no context? Was there more context around what he said in regards to uh, talent or just in regards to distraction? Yeah, it wasn't talent. It was the distraction, and he referred to those two being gone as a clear, I don't have the statement in front of me. I, I mm-hmm, heard mm-hmm. them say it when they played mm-hmm. it on TV. I heard it, and then I went back and I read it a couple of times to make sure mm-hmm. that I had it right. And I said, why are you trying to act like this was your doing? This was not your doing, you know? And, and 
you know, we all knew that Antonio Brown was a diva. So he hadn't done anything that surprises me. I was just making case by happy because he's acting like an asshole. So case by like, okay, good. Be an asshole so I don't have to miss you, okay? Um, so, but my point, the reason that I am animated is because I think on this particular issue, I think Mike Tomlin is full of shit. That's why I'm animated. You're <laughs> acting like you did something that you didn't do. They did this. They decided they wanted out. And so they forced your hand and you acquiesced, the team acquiesced and traded them. So you can't so call just for the sake of, So just yeah, for the sake of argument, just for the sake of argument, yes, if you if you if you give credit to Brown and Le'Veon for quote unquote forcing their hand, um, that's where it lies. But the Steelers the Steelers kid they still could have did what the hell they wanted to do. They could have easily kept Brown because he's under contract, and for, and I think they could have threw the tag on Bell. They have thrown the tag on Bell again. Yeah, they yeah. No. Played. no, I don't think they, so. Well, they, I think because he didn't left. play either. They couldn't have put it again. Right. He's un- Problem in your locker room. 
That's not what happened in Pittsburgh. No matter how, no matter how you want to phrase it. And again, Case Side, you know this situation much better than me. Am I wrong here? So, so um, Case Side thinks about that question. So, um, I will say <laughs> you can't find the unmute button. I, I will say that it is a yes. They actually could have franchise tagged him a third year, even though he did not play. It would have been it would have been at a ridiculous salary. It would have been like in the upper echelon at twenty five million a year. But the Steelers they would have had to pay him like a quarterback salary. Yeah, it would have been a quarterback salary. But they could have thrown the franchise tag. I was just even checking at the moment. Yes, the yes, yes absolutely. Okay. I'm yeah. looking at an article that was released no, in November. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I just went and checked the article. Yeah, okay. it was released in November, and I was like, okay, this, this does make yes, they, they could have, they could have thrown a tag on okay. him if they, okay. if they wanted to. Um, I just say that to say yes, players forced their hand, but at the end of the day, it was the Steelers' decision on whether they would just go through and just let both of them walk. I don't know. I, I yeah. just look at, I just look at Tomlin's statement to be more of a. The distractions are gone. Then more of a, you know, we did some things to clear our locker room. As that's that's just the way that's the way I see it. So, you guys can hear me, right? Yeah, we yeah. can now. All right, all right. So, I would say T's pretty much correct. I mean, with AB, you got to remember, uh, we actually had a trade agreed with Buffalo were higher draft picks than what we acquired from Oakland. But, you know, guess who stopped that trade? It was Antonio Brown. It wasn't Mike Tomlin. Antonio Brown put the halt to that trade. We kind of, I mean, you know, yeah, sure, the Steelers couldn't have, they, they had an option to not get rid of him, but the upside in that was, or the downside was far greater than the upside of keeping him because he made it clear he wasn't going to be there. So, I mean, I get what T is saying in terms of the framing of it. But I guess to Tomlin's defense, it's like, you know, I mean, how else do you want to spin it, right? You still, you still have to talk to the media and everything, and either you can you can try to put your spin on it and make it a positive situation, or you can basically be like, yeah, we got played, y'all. Like it's just, it, it, it's a tough spot. Like head coach still has to. Let me ask you all this. Let me ask all three of you this question. The first question, I know what the answer is going to be. Who's the best coach in the NFL right now? Belichick. Right. Pretty, pretty much. There's, there's no debate. Belichick. Yeah, I think Belichick would have answered this if he was asked this question. He would have answered it. He would have uh, not even given it any time of day. Yeah. You know why? Because they're not on the team anymore. Yep. And Tony Brown's on the team nine years. Bell's on the team what five? Okay, you've had yeah. more than enough time to address them as members of the team one way or another. They're gone now. Time to move on. And I think this is a situation where Belichick, I don't always agree with Bill Belichick, but he's the best coach in the business. And I think on this one, yep, you follow Belichick. There's no reason to even talk about it anymore. You know, uh, Brown's the one still talking. He's the one over there stirring things up, being an idiot, talking about juju and all this stupidity stuff. So let him talk and look like an idiot that he that he's looking like, and he's gonna regret. He's gonna regret. Matter of fact, I'm gonna say this: both these mofo's gonna re- regret they move. You really think the Jets going anywhere? Come on, man. No. And, and Brown, yeah, he's a bad, bad boy. He's gonna play with David Carr now, or Derek Carr. Nah. <laughs> yep. Okay. 
Might as well say David Carr. Go play with Derek Carr now, okay, in Oakland. It's supposed to be in with a team that his whole career hasn't had to lose a season. Every year talking about uh, a potential going to the Super Bowl with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now you're going over there. Okay, that's fun. I just, I'm just saying I expect more from Mike Tomlin because he has earned my respect. He's earned all of our respect. And I think in this one, I think he handled it poorly. I don't think there's any reason to say anything. This guy's not on the team anymore. Who cares? Nothing to talk about. Any thoughts on Antonio Brown or uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell? Nope. Nope. They've moved on, and so have we. <laughs> That's the end of it. Let's talk about who's on this team. Let's talk about Devin Bush. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about what, what we just re-signed Big Ben, Hall of Famer. I, I texted K-Star that Matt said that Big Ben ain't ain't um, a four horseman. Now he didn't use the term four horseman. But he put Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes ahead of Big Ben. Said Ben may be number five. Maybe. What you say what you say to that, K Star? I'd say that's way too soon, man. That's disrespectful. I mean the thing is, and I love Patrick Mahomes. He was bonafide from week one on our show. Like, you still got to give it more time. You still got to get it more evidence, more data, more of a sample size, more of a body of work to become, you know, a bona fide top five quarterback in the league. Especially ahead of a Hall of Famer. Like, come on. I love I love Patrick Mahomes, but he's not there yet. You know, if he maintains a level of play, you know, over, over the course of at least a couple more years where we know it's real and that he can sustain that level of play, then, you know, maybe he's, He's earned his way or worked his way into that that category, but he hasn't surpassed um, a Hall of Fame player. So I think that's 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 just Max being Max. Can you do it without Tariq Hill? Not the ball. <laughs> Ooh, Yeah, man. Fuck roll. Strike a nerve. You know, I didn't put that on the things on the list, but we can touch on it. But I don't know that there's anything more to say. I think there's certain topics that, Other than, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, it, you know, you know, it, it, to me, especially as African-American, yep. it's just, you know, listen, me and Jay grew up together, obviously we're brothers, we grew up in the same house, and we grew up here in those, you know, um, Quit crying before we get some crap out. You know, we heard all of that, you know. Um, but, but you know, it was always with love. It was never abusive. I mean, by today's standards, it might be considered abuse. <laughs> you know, today, if you even look at your kid wrong, you got DCF knocking at your door. It's a shame. But when you have a, a guy, you know, you know, who's so talented and has a whole future ahead of him, and feels a need to be that way to his little boy, break his arm, tell his woman that she should be afraid of him. Like, like you just – you do you not understand? First of all, why – these are people you supposedly love, okay? So why would you treat people you love that way, okay? And then on top of all of that, do you not understand? I mean, did you not see Adrian Peterson and Kareem Hunt and Ray Rice and did you not – like? Did you not see all these things going on? So why wouldn't you be extra vigilant to make sure that you don't end up in that Because your career, his career may be done. He may be done. 
and it's sad because you work so hard. You, you, this young man has worked his entire life to get to where he is, and his career may be done because he's an idiot, and it's just a shame. And I say as an African-American because of how we are judged by society. I'm sad just as a human being, so don't get me wrong, but I'm extra sad as an African-American because of how we are looked at in society. And this dude just played right into it. And now, I mean, they're still doing their due diligence. We'll see what happens, but he may be done. He may be done. That may be it. It's sad. It's just sad. But anyway. um, Real quick, if it is. I, just real quick on the Tyreek thing, if if that's it, I mean, not only is it a shame on the personal front, but, like, from a NFL product standpoint, Tyreek Hill was one of the most electrifying players in the league. Like, he was most exciting. He, was one, he became one of the most exciting football players to watch the last couple of years, one of the most electrifying. And so, like, I, uh, hopefully NFL it turns out. Yourself. I know, I know. I'm just saying it's it, on so many different yeah. levels. Yeah. And and and, and if there's always there's always the next guy that'll come up and dazzle you, you know. I mean, yep. when I grew up, I watched yep. Billy White Shoes Johnson. You know, I watched him and never thought I'd see another returner like him. I, he was the most dazzling uh, kick kick and punt returner I'd ever seen. And then this guy uh, named Primetime came out of nowhere. I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. god! So I mean, there's, there's always gonna be somebody else. But um, yeah. anyway, um, what was this thing? Oh, uh, Mahomes, uh, uh, Madden cover. Next Madden game coming out in a few months. Madden curse. Cover. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. I don't believe it. Uh-oh. We'll see. It's uh, not real. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Let me tell you something. Let me let me just speak real quick to the Madden curse. The two times my Steelers were on the Madden cover, Troy Palomalu in, in Madden 2010, and he broke his leg after week one on the opening day of the season. The last time was last year, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown quit on the team week 17. So anyone that says a cursing real, you can all fuck yourselves, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Now tell me how you really feel. (laughs) The salt is back, boy. The salt is back. Woo-wee. salty on that one. Yeah. Mm, It is. I guess, I guess, uh, I guess we will see, but uh, you know, you you, yeah. you, you say they, they talk about the Madden curse. I've heard about the Madden curse for years and years and years, and I'm like, it's football. People get hurt. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> People get hurt, so you know. Do um, so they quit on their team? Do so they dye their mustache blonde? Uh, you know what? <laughs> um, hey. <laughs> Made famous by Drew Rosenhaus. Next question, man. You just move on. He's gone, bro. He's gone. He's with the Raiders, man. He's gone. Gone. Oh, yeah, he's Listen, gone. I've lost. lost some players in my day, too, man. It hurts, so he's gone. Uh, the Bucks are blowing out the Celtics, yes. by the way. All those pundits that said the Bucks were done. Celtics, da 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 blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, people just run one game, and everybody wants to crown somebody. Hey, hey since you mentioned that, can I say about 30 seconds on that one real quick, T? Sure. Will Paul Pierce take his Rudy Pooh candy ass and shut the hell up? 
because he was one of the main ones that said, oh, this series over, this series over, this series over. Yeah. Shut up, man. I can't stand when he get to talking. The truth. Well, he's also the one that said that he man, had the hell he's better than Dwayne Wade. <laughs> oh, my, well, don't even get me started on that one. Don't even get me started on that one. I'll just stick to this whole nonsense about this series over. I'm not even going to go to that comment. Make me want to throw up my little snack I just had. Make me sick. <laughs> well, no, I'll tell, tell you this. The next game, the Rockets and the Warriors, I don't get what the big deal was. You watch, you watch Harden shoot the three, and he kicks his feet out in front of him two to three feet and then wants to follow. Listen. I don't know about you. I played a lot of basketball in my life. I know my brother played a lot of basketball. I ain't never seen nobody shoot like that. He's doing it to draw the foul, and then he's complaining when they don't call it. Shut up. Just get yep. the shot, brother. That's what basketball is all about. You're going to shoot, shoot yep. to win, not to get fouled. That's why Harden is right. who he is. He played good in the regular season. He has yet to show up in the postseason, and he's about to do it again. Now, let's see what he does tonight. But Durant all in that ass. He sure is. Y'all know who I am. Can we stop with he's Kevin Durant. the best player in the world, please? Can we stop with that, though, just because LeBron ain't in the playoffs? I mean, come on now. It's ridiculous. Man. All season, before LeBron got hurt, he's the best, he's the best, he's the best. He gets injured, and everybody wants to pile on. Okay, pile on. Watch LeBron come next year. He ain't done. A little too early, y'all putting sand on his grave. Just think. LeBron better play some defense next year. <laughs> well, when you ain't got a team, plays, man, and you gotta you gotta you gotta maximize your impact. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know why he, he does it because he's help. older. He's older. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's older now. I understand why. He's trying to preserve his body. It's just painful to watch sometimes on defense. Yeah, yeah. You get some teammates oh, around. Before we get out of here, JB, the one thing we haven't really talked about, the Dallas Cowboys. Your thoughts on yeah, I was Cowboys. waiting on y'all to talk about them draft picks. Well, we, we had a whole bunch of stuff to get to. Um, I, I was fine with the Cowboys draft. I heard some complaints about them getting McGovern uh, in, the, I think it was the third round, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with that. Getting some – some depth on the offensive line plus some versatility. Great news about Travis Frederick coming back. Connor Williams a little shaky last year, but getting depth on the offensive line is key, and he's versatile. Played a lot of games at Penn State, so I was happy with the pick. The the Jackson boys uh, down in Miami with with the turnover chain and whatnot, I thought those were good selections as well. I was overall, I was pretty pleased with the draft. I think they got depth at key positions. I was hoping they would get another tight end, but that, that's okay. You can't get everything. But I'd probably give him a solid B as far as I'm concerned. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I actually I actually had low expectations because of the fact that, um, you know, we traded our first-round pick, and we weren't picking until late in the um, second round. And, um, you know, I, I – I, 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 I was perfectly fine. I mean, just real quick, you know, um, you, you needed a tackle. David Irving and his idiot self, and I did a separate show about David Irving, but 
you know, these guys, you know, Ricky Williams is reborn. I'd rather go smoke weed to make millions of dollars, be the best, best defensive tackle in the NFL. And, and let me tell you something. He would have been up in that conversation had he continued to progress to do with the female. And now would he have been Aaron yeah. Donald? I don't know. He was on his way. He was serious. And he decided he wanted to go and smoke weed and quit the NFL. Bye. You know, nothing more to say about you. But um, Tristan Hill, I saw some video on him. He looked promising. And he can actually play all four positions on the line. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, so that's positive. Um, you know, uh, another Connor on the O-line, a, a guy that could play guard or center. We'll see. Um Tony Pollard listed as a, as a running back, but kind of more of a returner and maybe a slot guy, so let's see. And then this is what really cracked me up. <laughs> uh, back-to-back picks of Michael Jackson and Joe Jackson. I said, is someone trying yep. to punk me? <laughs> is someone trying to punk me? Um, in case anyone out there listening, obviously Michael Jackson, <laughs> Michael Jackson, and his father was Joe Jackson. So, I mean, you know, but uh, back-to-back Michael Jackson and Joe Jackson. And then they got a safety, another running back, and another DN. So, um, you know, I, I'm thrilled with it because, you know, when, when your first-round first pick is from Amari Cooper and Amari Cooper pretty much turned your whole season around last year, I just I'm, – I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm a little disturbed that the cornerback Michael Jackson, they gave him number 33. Um, you know, 33 is Tony Dorsett. And, um, you know – I think there's certain numbers that you may want to consider hanging up in your rafters. 33 comes to mind, 22 comes to mind, 8 comes to mind. You know, I think there's just certain numbers that, and if you're not going to hang them in your rafters, just don't give them out to people. I don't, I don't know that, you know, Tony Dorsett was a bad boy. Um, so, but other than that, I was okay with the draft. And, um, and yeah. Larry Allen Jr., undrafted yep. free agent, lineman, son of of uh, Hall of Famer and one of the best uh, offensive linemen to ever play, Larry Allen, was signed. Now let's see. You know, if the genetics hold out, might be a project there. We'll see. But um, I'm okay with that too. So I'm okay. Yeah. I keep hearing the word value. I don't know about you, T, but I keep hearing the word value pop up quite a bit, more so this year than any other year. And I think when you look at it from a value standpoint, I think they did a very good job. Well, you know, I was on one of the Cowboy forums, and people were uh, questioning, and I said, and Will McClay, I trust. Uh, Will McClay has been, you know, director of player personnel for several years. And when you look at, you know, the overall picks that Dallas – I mean, Dallas had either the youngest or the second youngest team in the NFL last year. Um. So when you look at all that youth and you look at the quality of those picks, um, Dak Prescott at number four, and he's your franchise now, about to get a big contract. You know, um, you know other players that, that, you know, we can look at and say, I mean, Brian Jones right here from Connecticut, went to, went to high school right here in Bristol and went to play for UConn and graded out as the best cornerback in the uh, uh, NFL last year. And yet when he was drafted, they thought he was a great athlete, but, there was questions about whether he was really a good, you know, would he be, uh, he came in as a safety, but, um, you know, safety cornerback, defensive back. And there were a lot of questions. And he graded out his best in the league last year. So I, I like our guy 
who are in charge of making those picks. And what I really like is the fact that the Dallas Cowboys, to me, and I said this last week, and I'll say it again, I think teams get tired of the Patriots. I mean, even after everything that went on, people are still picking the Patriots to come and win another Super Bowl. I think teams are getting tired of it. And I think the Cowboys are really getting tired of all of this. It's been 21 years. It's been 22 years. It's been 23 years. I think – and, and now people are making moves, and they'll be like, yo, forget this. <laughs> yeah, we need to – we need to – forget the project. Forget the process. We need to win now. So I'm excited about this season. I think this season is going to be, well, exciting. So, all right. On that note, final words, we can get on out of here. We'll start with uh, Dr. Train. Any closing uh, remarks? Uh, <laughs> You know, it's funny you mentioned the Patriots <laughs> being chosen to go to Super Bowl. Some guy doing the draft was, uh, I know it was a joke, but it's almost kind of real because it tends to happen. He said the Super Bowl is on the Patriots' schedule every, <laughs> every season. <laughs> oh, man, I thought that was funny. But, of course, we all like to have something to do, do about that. Well, at least, you know, us on the, on the, um, in the NFC, you know, we don't have a whole lot to say about that, but you know, that guy over there, K Star and them them cleansed Steelers should have something to say about that. <laughs> but finally I'll say I'm I'm happy with a draft. I'm 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 looking forward to the to the to the regular season now. It's that's that's the only thing that matters. Uh that and fantasy football. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't get me started on fantasy football. Uh, <laughs> I say waiting that on your money, before. right? Uh huh. Sure am. What is mm. it? What is it? Almost May. <laughs> be May tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Mm. Um. All right. Well, uh, since JB was talking, JB, any final words? Uh, yeah, and and I'll probably leave most of it for you, but I'll just touch on it. Uh, obviously, with with our cousin uh, passing last week, uh, rest in heaven, cousin Jimmy. Going to miss you, love you. Also had John Singleton pass as well. A lot of folks passed within his last week, so uh, rest in heaven to him as well and and uh, and all that. Um, as far as football-specific goes, I thought the draft went very well. I thought the way I was watching on, on – um, Golick and Wingo seemed like Nashville really did it up, so congrats to them. And um, it was it was an interesting draft, and, and it seemed like a lot of folks, for the most part, drafted fairly well, which is really going to make for an interesting 2019-2020 uh, season. It's going to be interesting to see who's going to make the team, who's not, and who's going to get cut because their, their job's been taken away. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the changes uh, in, the, in this upcoming year because of this draft. Okay. K-Star. Yeah, the last time the Steelers traded up to make a draft pick was 2001 when they traded up to select the legendary Troy Palomalu. When the Steelers went up and made that draft pick and traded up 10 spots to get Devin Bush, I was beyond excited. Um, Ryan Shazier, we love you. I'm glad that he's going to be in the Steelers next couple of years. He will serve as a great mentor to young Devin Bush, and I cannot wait to see uh, Devin Bush 
clean up our our, our inside linebacker spot because it's been such a bad weakness since Ryan Shazier has left. And um, that dude was such a beast at Michigan. I cannot wait for him to be in the steel or wear that black and gold on Sunday. So really excited for Steelers draft. And, and I thought that was a pretty noteworthy move that the Steelers last moved up in 2001 for Troy P. 43. So high expectations for Devin Bush. All right. Um, not much to add. Um, JB touched on family stuff. I will only add that Friday um, our father, um, had he still been with us, would have uh, be turning 77 if he was still with wow. us uh, physically on Friday. And I am pleased that a week from Friday my brother will be in town, not for the greatest reason but to attend a funeral, but we are going to get some time to hang out and maybe have a little scotch and uh, have a little fun and chili, uh, chili dogs. toast to a couple of chili dogs and uh, toast my dad. So looking forward to having my brother in town uh, about a week and a half. So um, uh, as far as that goes, can't wait for that. And, um, you know, I, I want to also, I want to really commend the NFL um, and maybe it's Roger Goodell or, you know, I don't know who specifically, but, man, you know, the production value around these events that happen in the off offseason um, and the information that's available is, is really – got to remember, I'm a little older than all of you, and I can remember, you know, my younger years following the draft, and it was nothing like this nothing like this. Like, I mean, it, it, it was almost an afterthought that the draft came up. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, the draft. So, okay, cool. And now it's like, you know, we can't wait for the draft. And, you know, it's all televised and there's mock drafts and interviews and coverage. And, you know, they got picks all over the world. And, you know, they got the Make-A-Wish kid up there making a, making a pick and, you know, the guy that's uh, father passed away and they bring him out to make a wish. And it just, uh, you know, kudos to the NFL for really a high level of production value where it's not just, okay, make your pick, but they're actually entertaining us and also touching our hearts, you know, a bit with this as well. And, and I like that. I mean, you know, you're the most popular sport in this country and, um, you know, keep up the good work. We're very, very proud to 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 uh, say that we cover this sport the way we do. So good job, NFL. Um, no show next week. We'll go back on our hiatus. Uh, I mean, it's, May is about to get here, so we've got summer coming. So as everybody knows, generally, I mean, I, I'm going to continue on and off spot check. I'll do a show here and there, just kind of keep the flow going. But our weekly show, we will go back on hiatus. Unless something major happens and we need, and I need to pull these guys in because something major happened, like Tom Brady got traded to the Cowboys for Dak Prescott or, or something like that, um, you know, then we got to do a show. But, um, you know, beyond something like that happening, we'll hold off for a while until it gets closer to the season, and then we'll wind up and we'll get ready to um, get back into this game again. Um, so, I believe I covered everything. I want to make sure that I didn't miss anything because, um, yeah, I think I, I think I did get everything. So, hey, I want to thank the guys for coming on. Appreciate it. We all got lives and things to do, but this is so much fun. It's always a great time when I'm on with Dr. Train, with JB, and with K-Star. 
So for the aforementioned co-host of the Man Voice, I want to thank everybody. Um, it'll you know going to take a break with the weekly shows, but rest assured there will be a show here and there from Commissioner T just to keep things hot and just to keep things going. So uh, enjoy the off season. Pay attention. Follow your favorite team because at some point when we come back here, it's on. And guess what? <laughs> the fuse will be settled on the field. Good night, everybody. We'll talk soon. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.